timing the market versus time in the market. One works, one fails. Which is better for you? Let's talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Millstone River Live, a podcast brought to you by Millstone River Wealth Management. Hey, Adam, we've got a great topic today. Are you up for it? Yeah, I am. Cool. So our topic today is a little timely for as we record this in late 2023, but let's be honest, it works all the time. Definitely. So what we're talking about is time in the market, not timing the market. So let's talk about what that really means to the investor who's thinking about translating what we just said into what do they earn on an investment portfolio? Sure. Whether it's a, a new relationship or you know an existing client, when we talk about sometimes the benefits of investing in the stock market, you know people sometimes hear um, you know that the average annual return of the S and P five hundred is you know approximately about ten percent per year, uh, and if the market is trending up, especially people say sign me up for that. Uh, but what as advisors we uh, run into at times is that in reality. Um, if you go back and you know look over the last 20 years, how many times did the S&P 500 actually fall at an exactly a 10% return? It, is, it essentially never does. It's usually significantly higher or significantly lower. That 10% is, a, is an average. It's, it's not linear. And that's where the emotions of investing uh, start to, um, you know, start to, to come in. So I've heard it said, when talking about averages, you know, if you have two buckets of water in front of you and one bucket is boiling hot water and the other bucket is icy cold, almost frozen water, and you put one foot in each bucket, when you're standing there, is it fair to say, on average, you should feel perfectly fine? (laughs) I'll have to use that. So in investment terms, you know, think about how that works with the emotion, right? The buckets is a little bit easier, I think, to figure out. But when you have market experiences of, you know, big swings or some people call roller coaster rides, Mm -hmm. what does that do to the investor's psyche when they look at their portfolio value? I often refer to it as, um, you know, volatility investing is the price of admission to, you know, earn long-term successful returns. Um, you know, when the market experiences those large falls, you know, we can feel sick to our stomach as our portfolio values shrink. Uh, you, you said it, it really does feel a little bit like a roller coaster. You've gone over the peak, you're riding that first dip and your stomach churns. The larger the fall, the more the uh, stomach churns and the motions start to take over screaming, you know, get me out. Uh, but those decisions can have a significant impact on the value of your portfolio over the long term. But if markets are falling and people watch their account values dropping and they say, get me out, isn't that the right thing to do? Well, here's the issue. That's only one of the two decisions that you have to make. Uh, it's you know knowing when to get out, but then it's also knowing when to get back in. Uh, and that's really the harder part of the decision. And most investors wait too long. So when someone says, well, get me out, I think what they're saying is spare me any further declines. That makes sense. 
And then you say, all right, I don't believe that's the right thing to do, but let's say we did it. Now what you're saying is, all right, so now you've gotten your money out of the market, either in part or in full, and now you have to figure out when to get back in. So can't you just wait till the market starts its turnaround and jump back in at that time? The problem is, though, knowing when. And the issue is that you're still feeling those stomach-churning emotions. It's very, very challenging when, you know, we all know people that have gone through the, uh, you know, global um, financial crisis who um, unfortunately exited the market uh, sometime in 2009 and 2010 and were still out of the market several years later and and missed out on that, you know, entire rebound. Um, You know, there have been um, three bear markets in the past 20 years. And stepping out of the market and moving into the ca- uh, into cash costs the portfolio. Uh, in the past 20 years, if you don't come back in at the right time, it can uh, almost lose half of your potential value. Yeah, so it reminds me of the old Bugs Bunny cartoons when, you know, or the Roadrunner cartoons when they're being chased across the desert and there's a little chasm in the earth and they want to jump, but, you know, you wait another few seconds and the chasm grows so trying to identify that what we call a re-entry point or what a lot of people will say is the time when the market is better again. Um, you know, we know markets tend to go up far more often than they go down, but we think more about those downturns because they hurt more, right? They cause more heartburn. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's a natural, you know, part of the way our economy works and investing works is there are things called market cycles, um, you know, there's a reason why they call it a market cycle because it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. Uh, you know, the only way to get the true long-term averages, average returns is to be invested through those market cycles. It's, um, you know, it's at the turning points when the market changes from falling to rising that some of the largest returns are seen. That's what you were highlighting before. If you're on the sideline and you miss that, that can be incredibly uh, impactful. So, Maybe we could put this into numbers for the people who need a little bit more proof to believe what we're saying. Um, So maybe you could kind of quantify what we're talking about here. So consider that investor who decided to step out after the market drops, and then they missed some period of time when the market begins its recovery, or in some cases, I think, begins and completes its recovery for that phase of the cycle. Um, So if you stayed invested, let's say, throughout, and of course when we say stay invested, we're not saying arbitrarily chosen holdings. We're saying in a strategy that's suitable for you, that's in line with your particular objectives, your tolerance for risk, and the goals that you have ultimately for that money. But if you stayed invested versus got out, to try to spare yourself a downturn and then mistimed that re-entry. Maybe give us some examples of what that really would cost. Sure. So um, with um, data provided by Zephyr Style Advisors, what we did is we looked at a um, dollar investment in the S&P 500, the 500 largest uh, U.S. corporations, starting in 2000. Uh, and then the the analysis went uh, pretty much to, you know twenty two and a half years or twenty three and a half years to uh, June of this year two thousand twenty three. So if you remained invested in the S and P five hundred through that time, 
um, $1 uh, increased by over five times. It increased to $5.20. Um, the question you posed is, well, what about if just you, you missed just the best month over that 23 and a half year period? What was the effect of your return? Well, actually, you lost uh, over a dollar. $5.20 went down to $4.19. So that's 20% less over uh, that entire span of time from 2000 to mid-year 2023. You actually earned 20% less in your returns just for missing one month in the market. The best month. We can expand that. Let's say you missed the five best months over that period. Now that return is down to $2.83. It's about half. Go to 10 months, $1.85. 15 months, uh, $1.26 over that 23 and a half year period. And now here's the one that really uh, just (laughs) can make my uh, stomach churn. If you missed the 20 best months over that period, you actually lost four cents. So the idea was you were trying to spare a loss but in reality, the data shows you created a loss. Exactly. You know, the, it is incredibly challenging for anyone to, you know, time the market because of what we highlighted before of making those two decisions. We constantly are looking for people that have published, uh, audited investment track records to see whether, you know, that claim they can, you know, do it on a long-term consistent basis and the empirical evidence just isn't there. Uh, it's just incredibly challenging to do in the long run to be on the right side of that decision every single time, which is why we think that with if you have long-term planning goals, your investment objectives should be to ensure that you are taking the benefits of what you know investing in the equity markets can provide you. But the way to do that most efficiently is to make sure that you have your time in in the market. That's key. So that's your key. All right, great. I think, you know, we decided to talk about this topic today because we wanted to share with people maybe a reminder that jumping in and jumping out or jumping out and jumping back in is a lot more complicated than we think. And if it was so easy to do, I suspect everyone would be doing it, but doing it successfully and earning money while doing it, and seeing better gains, greater increases in value. And as you say, the data shows just the opposite, actually. So just sort of, you know, the last takeaways here, I would say, you know, if you're looking for long-term results, good returns for your investment, um, what's the key takeaway that we want investors to remember, you know, always? You know, if you're if you're seeking the you know average long-term equity return, it means that you are investing through all market cycles. Um, downturns will definitely uh, lead to you know emotional decision making, but they can have significantly negative impact on your portfolio returns. And the you know one last time, it's that it's time in the market, not timing the market, that allows portfolio goes goals to be achieved. All right. Thanks for sharing that. I hope it's helpful for the folks listening and uh, maybe it's new to them. Uh, Maybe it's a reminder to others. Either way, we think it's a good message. It's a good reminder or it's a good philosophy to kind of stick with 
and try to remember it mostly when markets are in their downturn because the upturn's easy. It's the downturn that we have to survive. Uh, we hope that this episode was helpful. We encourage you to share it with others and replay it the next time the markets head down. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Millstone River Live. Feel free to share it with someone you think might benefit. Millstone River Wealth Management is an independent wealth management firm based in New Jersey. We form a supportive partnership with our clients and help with financial education and planning. We welcome your feedback. Send comments or questions to podcast at millstone-river.com. More information about our firm can be found online at millstone-river.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.